0: You're listening to the Faith Roots audio podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. We're talking about Psalm 37. We're taking five lessons for this five-day week. And We're calling it Five Behaviors to Set Your Mind at Ease because your mind can be deeply troubled, and there are five things you can do that will really help you to live in peace. And If you're having a difficult time living in peace, and if you're troubled in your mind, watch every one of these and think on these things. Take them to heart, and don't just think about it. Do it. Make a determined effort to do everything I'm going to tell you to do here. You cannot enjoy what you do not consume. I'm going to say that again. You cannot enjoy what you do not consume. Now Psalm 37 verses 3 and 4 say this, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Now, how in the world do you feed on the faithfulness of God? Now, if feeding on the faithfulness of God is enjoying a breakthrough in circumstances that comes from God, how do you control that? You can't cause a breakthrough to come every day of your life. Breakthroughs do come, the Bible says in Psalm 1, that we bring forth fruit in our season meaning that we don't have breakthrough all the time. We have seasons of breakthrough. So you don't feed on God's faithfulness by experiencing great breakthroughs of God's goodness on a daily basis. The way that we feed on God's faithfulness is that we feed and read His Word. We think on His Word. Putting it simply, I would say this, feeding is Reading. If you want to feed on God's faithfulness, you read about it. You will not see God's faithfulness by taking time to observe the world around you. Now, you can see a lot of good things and you can see the wonders of creation, a lot of great things, but there are a lot of days that you'll see things that break your heart. So, you cannot always see in the world the faithfulness of God. The scriptures have been carefully crafted and laid out to reveal God's faithfulness after times of trouble. You know what the scriptures tell us? The scriptures tell us about people who went through tough times. And here's the way it always is structured. They go through tough times in the beginning, and at the end, they overcome. So there's always a good ending in the Scripture. There's a good ending because the righteous triumph. Sometimes the wicked may seem to temporarily prevail, but the righteous triumph. And that's why it's important that we read the Scriptures. They're laid out to reveal God's faithfulness after times of trouble. Now, we read in the book of Genesis about Joseph, the young man who was deeply favored by his dad, loved more than all the other children of his family. It is apparent that he was selected to to take the birthright because of the coat of many colors that was given to him. He was not the oldest son, wasn't one of the first five or six sons. He was way down the list at number 11. But God favored him. And it made his brothers extremely jealous. And they were determined to do something to hurt him. So when he was 17 years old, his brothers developed an evil plan to get rid of him. And they must have hated him so very much that even when he cried and pleaded with them... It didn't put a dent in them. They threw him into a pit. At first, they were going to kill him. Then they said, you know what? Let's make a little money off this deal. And they sold him as a slave. As he was being carted away as a slave, bound and tied in a caravan, when he was being carted away, he was screaming for mercy. They wouldn't hear of it. And soon his voice was drowned out, gone in the distance, And there was no one to help him. He may have thought when he got to Egypt that everything would change, that somehow his father would come to look for him. But his father didn't know that he was alive. The brothers killed an animal, used its blood to stain the coat, and completely convinced their dad. There were uh, ten of them who told the lie that Joseph is dead. And so uh, the dad gave up. Jacob did not even attempt to look for him. And you know, Jacob was a prophet, and he heard from God, and there were times that God spoke to him. This is what's fascinating to me, is that God didn't tell Jacob that Joseph was alive. Uh, He was led to believe, not by God, but by the brothers, but God did not tell him anything, didn't reveal anything to him. And that tells me that God had a tremendous plan for Joseph, that was going to cause some pain and suffering and separation for a point in time. It was about a 13-year process, started when he was 17, and it lasted until he was 30. And so he fed on the promises of God. He fed on what he knew about God. Anyone who feeds on God's word does this. You develop a hunger for God's word. I want to ask you a question. How could you be hungry for a big, juicy hamburger with purple onions, maybe cheese? Maybe you're a mayonnaise person. I'm not. I'm a mustard person. Pickles, a very, very fresh bun. I do not understand hamburger places who use stale bread. I want the freshest bread. How can you be hungry for a hamburger if you've never eaten a hamburger? You can't be. In order to be hungry for a hamburger, you have to have eaten a hamburger in the past. So, if you are going to be hungry for God's Word, you first have to feed on God's Word. You grow to enjoy what you regularly consume. Now, I remember getting spankings when I I was as old as 13. Getting a spanking for not eating meatloaf. I hated meatloaf. And, man, I thought I was going to gag and die. But they made me eat meatloaf. You know, today it's one of my favorite dishes. (laughs) I love meatloaf. And every time I take a bite of meatloaf and think about how wonderful it is, I thought, you know, I got my butt spanked for this when I was a kid. And this is so silly because this is so good. But I developed a taste for it very quickly. It didn't take long for me to begin to like it. But in the beginning, I was certain I didn't like it, and uh, I refused to feed on it. But what you feed on, you will begin to enjoy. Now, here's what's great about the Word of God. When you read about the trust that other people have in God, you develop the capacity for trust in God yourself. It happens automatically Understand this. It's a spiritual law. God's Word recreates itself in those who study it. I'm going to say it again. God's Word recreates itself in those who study it. Now, when I was 17, I was gloriously saved. I gave my heart to Christ in an amazing revival meeting At uh, Plymouth Park Baptist Church in Irving, Texas. I was one of 900 and some odd kids who came to faith in Christ that week. It's a wonderful experience. And uh, I began to go to church. I went to my grandma's church. I I started to go back to Plymouth Park. It wasn't where God led me. God led me to my grandma's church. And uh, it was a smaller church. I got a lot of attention when I went there. I needed to be there. Those people loved on me. I needed a deeper experience. And these people had altar services and they prayed a lot. and, And that's what I needed in those days. It was great. And I needed to be in a place where older people would favor me. Plymouth Park had a great youth group, great youth ministry, but that wasn't what God pointed me to. I would have been distracted by that. I needed to be in a place where it was very serious and, and, and uh, I was in a grown-up atmosphere. And so <clears throat> my dad, three weeks after I came to Faith in Christ, told me <coughs> I couldn't go to church anymore. I was in crisis. I walked out the door, gave him my car keys, walked out the door <coughs> into a rainstorm. It was terrible. I did not know what I was going to do. I hitchhiked. It took me two hours to get to my pastor's house. It was right next door to the church because it was 21 miles from Irving over to Fort Worth where the church was. And I went over there and talked to my pastor. He prayed for me. I was in the house maybe five minutes. And then I went right back out in the rain, had to hitchhike back into Irving. Wasn't really sure what I was going to do. Uh, I felt like, okay, I'll go to my mom's house. Found my mom's apartment. I'd never even been inside that apartment, but I found it. And uh, my mom was addicted to prescription drugs during that time, and she was a little bit loopy when I knocked on the door. But she let me in. I told her what happened. She let me spend the night. I slept on the couch. That night I was going through all this. Instead of being perplexed and full of fear and being angry, I had the most amazing joy, and the Holy Spirit kept reminding me of this Scripture, and here it is in Acts chapter 5, verse 41, because I had just read it. I had only been saved three weeks, but somehow I had read this Scripture. Listen to it. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for His name. This is what the apostles did when they were beaten and told never again to preach in the name of Jesus. They were forbidden to follow Christ, Acts 5, 41. And instead of crying out and complaining, they began to rejoice. They gave God glory that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. I have the greatest joy in me that I had been counted worthy to suffer shame for the name of Jesus, just like the apostles. Now listen to the next verse, verse 42. Daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. What happened? They received staying power. They had staying power because they rejoiced. You know what I did? I rejoiced. I began to praise God that I was counted worthy to suffer shame for His name. And it made me all the more determined to continue in my faith in spite of the fact that I lost my car, that I had to live with a parent who had no money, that I didn't know what I was going to do next. I had a lot of questions, but I knew I had done the right thing because I made certain that I was going to continue to go to church. And I'm going to tell you, even my father's family years later saw the wisdom in what I did. It's all the time for this that I have today, but I hope you'll pick up with me tomorrow. And remember this, man, this is such an important lesson. God's word recreates itself in those who study it. That's what he wants to do for you. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com.